And the other thing I'd say is figure out what what your niche needs beyond a website. Like what can you do for their business that takes it to the next level? Because um, that's how you'll stand out from the person who's selling just a website. Hey everyone, it's Christina Romero, coach here at WP Elevation. On this episode of the podcast, I got the pleasure to speak with Nate Wright. He is the owner and creator of Theme of the Crop, plugins and themes for restaurants. And on this podcast, we talk about the importance of a niche, how you find that niche, and the challenges of niching down in the WordPress space. Stay tuned. This is the WP Elevation podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Hey, this episode of the WP Elevation podcast is brought to you by WP Elevation. Well, more specifically, it's brought to you by a bunch of our happy customers. See, frankly, I feel a little bit awkward telling you how great WP Elevation is because you're probably not going to believe me because WP Elevation is my baby. It's something that we started over three years ago. Of course, now we're a team of of, of coaches and mentors and we have hundreds and by the time you're listening to this probably thousands of members all over the world but it still really is something that I'm very passionate about and, and of course if you join WP Elevation we make revenue and we make profit so it's a little bit awkward if I tell you how great it is because you probably think I'm just trying to sell you on it and partially I am because I know how beneficial the program is. So what I'd love to do instead is just introduce you to some of our customers. So if you go to wpelevation.com slash the podcast, all one word, you'll be able to hear some of those stories from our customers and hear for yourself how WP Elevation has impacted their business and changed their lives. I hope you enjoy that and I hope you check it out at some point. Right now, let's get back to the podcast. Hi, Elevators. It's Christina Romero here and I'm joined by Nate Wright, the CEO, the co-founder, the creator, the extraordinaire of Theme of the Crop, which is a great place for plugins and themes specific for restaurants, which is just so cool. So Nate, please introduce yourself to our audience here and tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm Nate. I run Theme of the Crop. Uh, yeah, so I do kind of a, a package of plugins for restaurants, so things like reservations, handling your menus, uh, that sort of thing. Uh, and then I build themes on top of that. So they're kind of deliberately designed to integrate with those plugins and make them look their best. Uh, and I've been doing that for um, a little over three years now. So, yeah. That's amazing because I think what's really cool to find in the WordPress space are the specific development of plugins and themes for a niche audience. And that's one thing I wanted to explore with you because we preach all the time that in order to kind of be profitable, it, dialing in on a niche is the best way to do that and you've really succeeded there with finding this restaurant niche which is you know it's a very wide niche I guess if it was narrow it'd be like Chinese restaurants or something like that <laughs> so it's kind of a wide niche uh, so um, we're gonna have a download of your tips that you're gonna give us here at wplation.com slash Nate right and what I want to know from you is what are some of the things you can do to select a niche. So the hardest thing for people is how do they dial in? How do they find the niche that they really want to do? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think part of it is is what are you interested in? I mean, it, it, don't pick a niche that's going to bore you to death. That That's probably not going to be a good solution for you. Um, but in terms of my, like, because I do specifically product development, so I'm serving sometimes the restaurant owners themselves, but oftentimes I'm serving uh, developers or website builders uh, who are doing a, a, a restaurant website for another customer. Um, and that's really affected 
the way I'm able to sell and who I'm able to sell to, how I'm able to market, that sort of thing. Um, so I would say one of the first things to really get a sense of is if you're going to be looking at a niche, what's the, are you going to be dealing with hobbyists? Are you going to be dealing with business owners? Are you going to be dealing with um, small organizations that have maybe more bureaucracy involved? Um, you know, getting a clear sense of like, what's the relationship going to be like with the people that you're actually interacting with? Uh, and I think that can that can already kind of limit or, or narrow down to some extent a lot of the different niches that are out there. And do you find, like with what you do at Theme of the Crop, that you have sort of two, that you are talking with the restaurant owners and then you're also talking with the WordPress designers and developers that, that help create the website? Yeah, that's actually been a real struggle for me is although I kind of serve this niche, I actually have two quite different audiences who really kind of want different things. Um, so uh, I sort of settled on pitching sort of uh, at the, the broadest level, the immediate level, trying to pitch um, mostly the sort of owners or uh, people who are really just results oriented um, rather than necessarily bogged down in all the details. Uh, and then I try and sort of feed in the details and things about what's going on under the, under the hood, which developers and designers are a lot more interested in. I try and feed that stuff in a little bit maybe below the fold because mm -hmm. um, they're going to they're gonna look for that sort of stuff anyway. Um, but yeah, it's, it's always been a struggle for me because I think if I'm being honest, I would much rather work with the restaurant owners and managers. They're my favorite customers. Uh, but in practice... I'm often dealing with uh, developers, and uh, so yeah, that's been a that's been a difficult balance for me. That's so interesting that you said that. That it, I love how you said that you were kind of serving too, and so you put above the fold stuff that would really grab the restaurant owner's attention, but below the fold the stuff that's going to grab sort of the developer's attention who would dig deeper. Um, Hopefully, yeah. Well, yeah, but but you're right. They're going to scroll yeah. because they're going to look for features and they're going to look for things. Um, so that was a really good tip for how to serve two different segments of an audience um, on the yeah. same sales landing page. That's really Essentially, <laughs> what I'm trying to do is not overwhelm the restaurant owner with details of things that they, you know, problems that I'm solving that they don't even know they have yet. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so I'm just kind of trying to go in and be as clear and upfront about the results that I'm delivering. And then kind of later on, I can get into details about how I'm delivering that, that sort of thing. When you're attracting your niche audience with content, do you tend to segment your content? Do you tend to write content for the restaurant owner or do you tend to write content to attract the designer developer to get the themes and plugins for that crowd? Uh, I, I, you're talking about like content marketing and blogging and things, yeah? Exactly. Yeah, so, so basically I would say I do neither well. <laughs> Um, one thing I've, I've figured out over the last three years is that I'm not good at content marketing. Um, I've, I, you know, I run a blog uh, with kind of tips on restaurant website stuff and a mailing list where I, I send a lot of those things out and do giveaways and things. Uh, I'm just, I'm not consistent about it. Uh, I struggle to come up with ideas. Uh, it's not, it's not my strong suit. So um, I've kind of pivoted towards, well, I'm in the process of pivoting towards 
kind of like more of an evergreen content strategy. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the in the process now of putting together what I'm calling the ultimate guide to Facebook for restaurants. So it'll be, you know, photo screenshots and step by step how to set up your page, how to do targeted advertisements, that sort of thing. Um, and I'm I'm kind of shifting my content marketing strategy towards that. And that will be geared towards restaurant owners, but also uh, marketers, SEO specialists, things like that. Um, you know, so so basically, one piece of content will be for a specific thing that will typically target one specific niche. I like that. So in that case, you are sort of targeting the restaurant owner and something they're going to want, um, and then they dig a little bit deeper in knowing more about you and where you came from, what you can offer them. Um, I like that. So do you find when you're reaching your audience, where do you go to kind of um, either partner with other people to pull in an audience or do you go anywhere offline to try to find more of your audience? Any of those types of things that you've done? I haven't done much offline. Um, I think that's an area where there's a lot of potential, uh, particularly if I wanted to move more into the services space. Um, But I kind of don't. Uh, I, I, I prefer the product space uh, and specifically the WordPress product space. So to date, I've mostly focused on channels that already exist within the WordPress space. Um, and that's because, you know, really to use my products, you at least need a base understanding of the fact that you're working with WordPress, what a plugin is, what a theme is. Uh, and that kind of base knowledge, I don't want to have to uh, educate my customers on. So, so the main places that I go is, is, first of all, I have several of my free plugins are in the WordPress.org plugin directory. And that's been a big source of inbound traffic over the last three years. It's taken a long time to build up, and it's been a big investment. But, um, but that's, a, that's a big source of targeted traffic, because if somebody's using my restaurant reservations plug-in, there's a good chance they're a restaurant. Um, and aside from that, uh, I've reached out to like the affiliate marketing lists, you know, those sort of best restaurant themes lists. Uh, so trying to get listed on those, um, doing s- certain amount of like networking and outreach, you know, appearing on podcasts or um, chatting with people in community groups or other things, just kind of raise the awareness. I don't know how much of a direct impact that has, um, but uh, those are kind of my three channels. I guess there's search engines as well. As I said, I haven't been really good at capitalizing on blog traffic, so I, I can't say that's been super successful for me. Well, I think the good thing is, though, that because you're so niche-specific, that it people find you, so it, it, you don't have to kind of rely too much on the organic content marketing. <laughs> if you hate yeah. it, then you hate it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we'll dig into a little bit about like the future of WordPress and restaurants. Um, you know, I mean, are you finding more and more restaurants pivoting to WordPress? Are you finding it easier for to get people on the platform and it growing? Any challenges there that you're seeing in, in WordPress and in the niche space of restaurants? Uh, I think I think from the very beginning, my biggest challenge is just that uh, I sell independently, so I don't sell in a marketplace. And to be perfectly frank, Theme Forest just dominates the theme space. Uh, for every theme I sell, there are probably close to a hundred themes that get sold in the restaurant category on Theme Forest. So, you know, even if I could 
even if I could break off a 5% slice of that, of that market, I'd be um, increasing my theme sales by 500%. So um, that's, that's definitely something that I think uh, I would like to do better uh, because I think a lot of people, they go straight for the theme and then they figure out the plugins later. Totally. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and that's kind of frustrating to me because I've worked really hard on my plugin suite. I'm most proud of my plugin suite. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot, and a lot of times people still end up using my plugins with these themes. Um, but, you know, sometimes the theme doesn't integrate it very well. Sometimes the theme doesn't integrate it at all. Uh, and I, I just feel like I can have much happier customers if I can get them started on something that, that is deliberately integrated. Um, so that's, that's something I'd like to move forward on for sure. Um, in terms of how the restaurant niche is changing in WordPress, I can't say, because I have such a small slice of the pie, I can't, I can't make any statements about sort of the broad trends or anything. But um, I have noticed more of my reservations plug-in customers um, it, it seems like it seems to me like there's a much greater urge to switch away from OpenTable mm -hmm. and other third-party platforms, and I think that that's just the the costs that are associated with that. Um, the commission fees are really high, um, and so traditionally my reservation plugin was a very kind of bare bones, like um, you know, just what just the basics of what you need if you if you if you want to handle this on your own. But I think going forward. Um, I'll be putting a lot more investment in things like capacity management, table assignment, um, actually bringing in sort of these features that people are paying a lot of money to third-party services to kind of manage in-house reservations and try and build more of them into the plugins themselves. Because I, I think there's a lot of hunger for a cheaper solution there. And uh, WordPress plugins are a very cheap solution compared to most things. Yeah. That's well said, and I think things are constantly changing, and, and like you said, a, a third party like OpenTable can change its policies, can change its commission rates, and giving people more control over their site, I think, is definitely desired as we grow um, mm. in, in this space. Well, that's so interesting. Um, I, I think those are really good tips, especially for a lot of our plugin developers and theme developers that we have in our program. Uh, because I think that it's it's daunting to not go the you know not go the theme forest route and sort of sell your own stuff on your website. Um, so the benefits of that I can see the struggles and the benefits of both. That's really good for them to see. Um, all right, well that is uh, thank you so much for that insight. Is there anything you want to add in terms of really? When someone goes out to select a niche and goes out to really commit to a space, any words of wisdom that you want to give some of our members who are a little afraid to jump in and, and take that leap? Yeah, I would say I would say um, research kind of the discretionary spending of your niche because um, some niches they have some money to dump it. Just for some niches, the difference between a fifty dollar and a hundred dollar theme is big, and for others, it's nothing. Um, and I would recommend going with one that's got a little bit of extra cash to spend because uh, that's going to make your life a lot easier. In that respect, restaurants are quite difficult as a niche. Um, and the other thing I'd say is figure out what, what your niche needs beyond a website. Like what can you do for their business that takes it to the next level? Because um, that's how you'll stand out from the person who's selling just a website. Um, if you just go and say, oh, well, I've done a lot of restaurant websites, that's, 
that's one thing. If you can say, I can increase your reservations or I can help you track uh, reservations to table or I can help you manage your menus easier or whatever it is um, specific to your niche, that's where you're going to that's where you're going to get ahead of your competitors, I think. That's awesome. Great advice. Thank you so much, Nate. And as I said to the viewers of this podcast, we're going to have a download of all these amazing tips that he's given us at wpelevation.com slash Nate Wright. And I just want to thank you, Nate, so much for taking time out of your day to come on our podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks. A special thank you to Nate Wright for joining me on the podcast today. As a reminder, you can download these helpful tips about defining a niche at wpelevation.com slash Nate Wright. Now remember, subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment below about who you'd like to see on our next podcast. And until then, go elevate.